welcome into Behind the Line, you guys. Thanks for joining us this Wednesday. As we're speaking, I'm actually watching the Warriors versus Magic game. Warriors are up 79-75 in the fourth quarter. I'm not hating on the Warriors this season, but it it certainly isn't as fun watching the Warriors when Steph's not playing. But uh, I'll do it anyways. But how are you guys? I'm I'm excited for this week, like I said, and first of all, I am super appreciative for anybody that listens to this podcast, downloads it, any of the above, because even if it doesn't mean we're top of the podcast charts, it still helps so much to grow this podcast. So I appreciate you guys and everything that you guys do. Let's get into our player of the day, because this guy, um, he's retired, and uh He's not one of my favorite players, but his background is one of the most interesting that you'll hear uh, in the NBA. So we're going to be talking about AI, the answer, number three for the Philadelphia 76ers, Allen Iverson. Iverson was born in Hampton, Virginia to Ann Iverson, his mother, who was just 15 years old at the time. His father left them, and so Allen kept his mother's last name. But uh, growing up, he was given the nickname Bubba Chuck in Hampton because of his desire to teach the younger kids. However, when Allen was 13, his father figure, Michael Freeman, was arrested in front of him. And so Allen then moved away from the projects in order to escape trouble. When he moved, he went to Bethel High School. And Iverson, (laughs) listen to this, this guy, so athletic. He started as quarterback for his football team and even played running back, kick returner, and defensive back. Oh, and he also started at point guard for the basketball team. (laughs) And when Iverson was just a junior, he led both teams to the Virginia State Championship and was awarded the Associated Press High School Player of the Year in both sports. Oh, man. I mean, uh, my brothers, my family know this. When I... um, was going into high school and we played volleyball growing up. I was just super excited to number one, make varsity as a freshman, but also to get freshman of the year. Um, I I wasn't really good at any other sports, maybe front yard hockey or basketball, but that's it. And so for Iverson to number one, lead both teams to the state championship, that's insane. And then to get player of the year in both sports is just like, it's LeBron type of stuff, and yet people don't put Iverson in that conversation. Anyways, winning came naturally to him. However, a major bump in the road came when Iverson and his friends went to a bowling alley on February 14th, 1993. Iverson was only 17 years old. Now, <clears throat> before researching further on this, I actually heard of this situation that Iverson Iverson got into uh, thanks to the Hulu documentary called No Crossover, um, a trial of Allen Iverson. And so if you have Hulu or even if you just want to pay for it on another platform, um, that crossover or that documentary is definitely worth the watch. Can't remember if it has super clean language, but oh man, it just Allen Iverson is a, a great storyteller. So let's keep talking about him. So in this bowling alley, when he was 17, 
His friend group was reported as being very loud, very raucous, and they were asked to be quiet multiple times from staff and other uh, people at the bowling alley. But ultimately, this led to a fight breaking out between blacks and whites. In that story, it is recorded that four young men were arrested and all of them were black. Iverson was reported to have struck a woman over the head with a chair. He denied that claim. And in the documentary, it shows the same thing. There's a video that came out about a couple months later after he was arre- after he was arrested. And uh, it showed no proof whatsoever that he had struck a woman in any way. And, uh, of course, he got upset about that. But, uh, yeah, go check out that documentary. It's, it's awesome. It talks all about that trial, all about that situation. But let's go on to his career. So Iverson attended Georgetown University from 1994 to 1996. He won Big East Rookie of the Year and lost his first year in the Sweet 16 to North Carolina. In his second and final year as a Hoya, Iverson led his team to the Elite Eight where they were beat by the Massachusetts Minutemen. However, he won Big East Defensive Player of the Year in both of his college seasons, was named as first-team All-American in his second, and averaged 22.9 points per game at Georgetown. He is still the leading scorer per career average in Georgetown history. I looked it up. The leading scorer overall points uh, in Georgetown history is Patrick Ewing. Iverson then declared for the 1996 NBA draft and was selected first overall by the Philadelphia 76ers. He won NBA Rookie of the Year, but the Sixers only finished with a 22-60 and record that first year, which happens most of the time with a number one pick, unless you're LeBron James. The Sixers continued to have below average seasons, but made the playoffs in a lockout year as they finished with a 28-22 and record. They lost that year in the playoffs in the second round. Iverson then signed a six-year contract in January of 1999 for $70.9 million. If you're wondering how that compares to today's NBA, I believe Steph Curry makes about half of that in one year alone from his NBA contract alone. I'm sure from advertisements, shoe deals, and stuff like that, he makes way more. Then Iverson's career, as soon as he signed that, Iverson's career took off. It it was a a major spike and a somewhat major downfall. So right after he signed this big contract, the Sixers once again lost to the Pacers in the second round of the playoffs. In the 2000 offseason, it was clear that AI did not get along with his coach, Larry Brown. So as all super smart NBA general managers do, They were ready to get rid of their star player. Of course not the head coach. Are you kidding me? So dumb. The Sixers were ready to trade Allen Iverson and Matt Geiger to the Detroit Pistons. But Geiger had a no-trade clause, and he was not willing to waive it. So the man who actually saved Philadelphia was not Allen Iverson. It was Matt Geiger, who said, I looked at Detroit and didn't think that Allen and I would have been better off there. So, Iverson continued playing for Larry Brown and went on to win MVP that season as he led his team to the finals against Kobe and Shaq's Lakers. Rest in peace, Kobe. They ended up losing, 
and that would be the closest that Iverson would come to reaching the top of the hill. If you're wondering where practice comes into play, here you go. The next season, the Sixers lost to the Celtics in the first round, and all that Larry Brown, his coach, could talk about was how Iverson would miss multiple practices throughout the season. So, Iverson responded with one of the most famous rants in NBA history, where he, among other things, said, we're talking about practice, not the game, practice. It's recorded that he said practice about 28 times. After many stars tried to help Iverson get back to the finals, such as Dikembe Mutombo, Andre Godala, and Chris Webber, Iverson was traded in December of 2006 to the Denver Nuggets for Andre Miller, Joe Smith, and two 2007 NBA draft picks. Those draft picks turned into Daquan Cook and Pateri Kopinen. So let's just say that wasn't the best deal for the 76ers. Andre Miller was a, a tough dude. He actually, most people haven't heard of him, but he's on a lot of uh, record books. This trade ultimately led to Iverson being paired with the then NBA leading scorer Carmelo Anthony on the Nuggets. But little to nothing came of this trade for Iverson. In November of 2008, Denver traded Iverson to the Detroit Pistons for Chauncey Billups, Antonio McDice, and, tough name here, Chike Sam. I've never heard of him. AI ended up losing a lot of playing time to Rodney Stuckey on the Pistons. And this is what I'm talking about with, you know, major spike in his career and then major downfall. In 2009, Iverson chose to leave the Pistons in free agency and signed a one-year contract with the Memphis Grizzlies, stating he was told by God that this is where he would continue his career, so on and so forth. But he only played three games due to the lack of playing time that he was getting and his displeasure with the coaching staff and team. Less than a month after leaving the Grizzlies, Iverson signed one last contract with the 76ers. But once again, just three months later, Iverson decided he needed to leave the team due to family issues. This would ultimately be the last time he would play in the NBA as he officially retired in January of 2013. Over his career, he averaged 26.7 points per game, 6.2 assists per game, and 2.2 steals per game. He is in the Hall of Fame, and overall, just a fun player to watch. Um, Something else about him is he definitely changed the way that NBA players dressed on and off the court. A lot of people, most people know that Iverson changed the way players dress off the court, such as do-rags, chains, saggy pants. But actually, Iverson was was one of the most influential players in shooting sleeves. So the the sleeves that you see on people's elbows, uh, Iverson wore two. And uh, players like Carmelo Anthony chose to use them, and uh, it, it blew up from there. But anyways, guys, that, that is Allen Iverson. Um, just an interesting story. Again, the documentary does a lot better job of telling the story than I do. I'm confident in my ability, but talks all about the details of that trial and him getting arrested. But he's still a good guy. Still a good guy. All right, so now for the trivia of the day, 
I chose to look at the NBA 75 list, which is the list compiled by the NBA of the 75 greatest players in league history. There are obvious people on there, and then some older players on there that I could barely tell you anything about. But I chose three of them, and I'm going to give you three facts about them, okay? So we're going to start with this player, okay? This player was born in Brooklyn, New York, New York. He is 59 years old. And then a fun fact about him is he played two professional sports. This one should be pretty easy, and that in itself is a hint. If you haven't gotten it already, that is Michael Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan is almost 60 years old. All right, number two. We're going to get a little bit more difficult. Not Michael Jordan. This player was born in Lansing, Michigan. If you've watched 30 for 30s, you might have a hint of who I'm talking about so far. This player is 62 years old right now. And then a fact about him is he technically retired three times. All right, if you haven't gotten it, I'll give you the answer. It is Magic Johnson, born in Lansing, Michigan, 62 years old. All right, last one. This one is going to be the most difficult. I'll give you a hint already. He's playing right now, but you'll guess that from the age already. So this player was born in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Other reports have him being born in Louisville, but with small towns like that, you never know. He is 36 years old, again, still playing. And then, this is a good hint for you guys, he holds the record for most consecutive games with a steal at 108 games. All right, you probably haven't gotten it. You probably haven't gotten any of these. I I tried to be very vague about it. But this player is Chris Paul. Congrats if you got that. And guys, once again, I appreciate the love, the the listens, the downloads, anything, even just talking to me about this podcast. I love it. I love what I'm doing. Again, catch Behind the Line every Monday, Wednesday, and uh, we'll see you later. Have a good one, guys.